Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Goot Wine Law Podcast. I'm Karen Young. I'm one of the attorneys here, and I will be your host for this episode. I'm joined today by one of our clients, Jill Lehman, the business owner and founder of High Frequency Arts. Hi, Jill. Hi, everyone. How are you? I'm great this morning. Let's kick off with how we met and hear more about your business. So we met at the Skyline Club. We did. Raising some mutual friends. Yeah, so a shout out to a great um, organization, the Skyline Club at the top of Indianapolis. And so I heard you share about your business at our Get to Know You lunch at the Skyline Club, and I was very excited about what you do. And so why don't you talk then and introduce High Frequency Arts a little bit. Sure. Uh, and I've always appreciated it since because you've been such a good supporter and fan of ours. But really, High Frequency Arts is a, you know, as I used to describe, a one-stop shop for art. It, we do a little bit of everything. We are a design consulting firm and work direct with our clients as well as with different designers. We host a gallery space here at Hub and & Spoke. And then we have an artisan and fine arts boutique here at Hub & Spoke as well. So, whether you've got a commercial project or a residential project, we're here to help you source the right art for it. And you say here at Hub and Spoke, and I have the pleasure of sitting here in your space. So tell us about here. Briefly talk about what Hub and Spoke is because you're hosting a very fun event this Friday night, March 19th, that's coming up. Yeah, sure. Hub and Spoke is a new facility here in Fishers. It opened in April. So a lot of people don't April even know. April 2020. April 2020. So a lot of people don't even know right. it exists, but hasn't had a ribbon cutting yet. Most of the tenants haven't, but it is a multi-purpose building. It is a commercial design center. So if you're out doing residential projects that are doing remodeling on your home, this is definitely a place you want to be. There's a lot of different tenants in here that support the building trades. It's also a community center, so you can rent the space for different events. There is a maker space that will open up this summer. So okay. artisan and makers can come in and, and use that space. There's vocational education classrooms here that will partner with different high schools to bring vocational educations programming. And really what they focus on is not just STEM education, but STEAM, throwing the A in the there. Arts. And that's where High Frequency Arts um, gets to come in and, and provide some services and some support. But it's a co-working space as well. So there's dedicated office as well as individual space here for co-working. So it's a little bit of everything, but it's a beautiful building, very contemporary. How, do you know how large, large it is here? The, how large the... Um, the uh, at the top of my head, and I have that, but I want to say it's like 70,000 square foot. It's huge. It's large. So it's two floors. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's upstairs, huge. Yeah, it's downstairs. Mm -hmm. There's an elevator. There's an elevator. And there's huge staircase. It's gorgeous. There's a gorgeous stadium style staircase here that you don't want to miss and we're fortunate one of the things that we do here for heaven spoke is we're their art program director so we rotate art mm -hmm. in the design center which we call the heaven spoke gallery mm -hmm. and every quarter at least quarterly right now may even be more frequent than that over time but we rotate art from different local regional artists high frequency space. arts does so that's what's friday that's what's friday okay so talk about friday so friday is our quarterly artist reception. It'll be the event for this spring. We've got over 60 different artists, fine artisans wow. and makers in the space right now. 
good portion, a handful of them that do the fine arts will be here in the space. Oh, the artists will actually be here in person. Many artists will be here. So you can talk to them, learn about their work. They have art on display and for sale. We have different makers coming in. So some of our candle makers and other makers will oh, also wow. be in the shop. Jewelry okay. makers will be in the shop that evening. So it's a nice event. We have live music. So we've got a local individual who will be playing his acoustic guitar and he's fantastic if you haven't heard hsn music he will be here we've got refreshments we always have wine wine is a must at any event that i host so <laughs> great stop by and see us so that is friday evening friday march 19th evening. from 4 to 7 30 7 30 okay mm -hmm. fishers and what's the address jill it's 8100 East 106th Street in Fishers. So if you're looking at your quadrants, we are right off 106 and 69, and we are on the west side of 69. Okay. And it's a COVID-compliant event? It's absolutely COVID-compliant. So Great. protocols will be in place, masks are required. Great. Thank you so much. Well, that'll be a, a lovely event to get out to. And so back to what you do here at High Frequency Arts. I love your website. I looked you up and your website says that you help your walls talk. And so I wanna talk about a little bit of your background in corporate America. And you talk about you are an art consultant. You're involved in design and curation and sourcing and background. So speak to a business owner, someone in corporate America who looks at your project management services and what high frequency arts does in the liaison role and that hat that you wear you personally and liaising with the process with when you work with clients not just the artists side sure sure that's a lot all at once so it is all at once but it's me, the fun it's the really fun part i want to have others are in our audience here sure so let me break it down to a couple things as we go through this is high frequency arts was really started because I couldn't find what I was looking for when mm. I was a chief people officer, mm. chief administrative officer in an organization. And we were doing corporate projects that were remodeling our space. And, mm -hmm. you know, we had a strategy around culture and engagement, talent acquisition, and wanted to bring in that strategy into this space in the environment. So when I started to talk to interior design firms about art being a component of that, it really wasn't part of their overall strategy. It was, well, if there's money in the budget, we talk to our clients about art, or we have a few artists that we work with, or it was more designed around, you know, your furnishings and the color of your couch and those kind of things. So when I talked to art consultants, then it was more about status collecting, corporate collecting. And I've been in big global organizations that had or inherited collections. But let's face it, that's not most businesses and mm -hmm. right. how they would want to consume art. And, you know, as a what I call myself an art consumer, not a collector, I've always been fascinated with art and been around art and artists. But I wanted it to tell a story. I wanted it to align with our culture uh, and engagement strategy. I wanted to bring art and artists in that matched or would enhance what we were doing. When you were on the corporate side, side. of things, not speaking now as right. high frequency arts, but when you were in the role as chief administrative officer. Okay. And so I did it myself and I fell in love with it. And, and it really did bring to light what 
I believed art did for me in my own life and career, being around art and artists and having a spouse who's an artist, having a daughter who's an artist, but artists and musicians my entire life, I think helped me be more creative in my work and always disrupted me or made me think differently than we're traditionally trained in business school. So that's why art became so important to me and and whenever I would travel, I would visit art galleries or art museums and just take it all in. And I would always feel refreshed. Mm. Or if I ever needed to feel and go somewhere creative, I would go to my home office where art was. To your home to office? To my home office. So bringing it into the workplace was a little bit of an experiment and saying, would people resonate with it the way I resonated with it? And they did. When we started to bring art in, conversations started happening. Mm -hmm. Not everyone loved the art that we brought in, but it created a conversation. You could talk about why you liked it. You could talk about why you didn't like it. People started to walk by the walls and the space where art was and look. So that's where the walls talking came to me is if if you put something on your walls, make sure it talks, right? Your walls are your greatest square footage we have and our environments. And oftentimes, they're the most ignored or they're the left blank. So how do we capitalize on that space to bring to life the visuals that we need? Because we're visual by nature Mm -hmm. and it reinforces what we're trying to message, whether it is our mission, our values, our customer experience, what we're trying to accomplish in our organization. Art can help you do that. So as a HR person turned art consultant, and people thought, how, how is that possible? Mm-hmm. Well, I used the same background and experiences with art that I used in HR. So mm-hmm. I tie together culture and engagement strategies with art. And I source art just like I, an artist, just like I source talent, talent for companies. Right, absolutely. So I interview every artist. I get to understand their process, their technique. I have a background in, in procurement as well. So I understand the sourcing and sourcing models. I also just really get to understand who they are to connect them to the right project. And I have a project management background. So you know, it was a natural transitional skill for me to go in and have these conversations with executives or, or facility leads or human resources or whoever were doing those projects because I could speak their language. So talk about that, that process when a company or organization, nonprofit or uh, educational space or hospital approaches and wants to work with you. How does that engagement work with a client of yours that wants to start working with you on a project? Yeah, we always start just by trying to understand what their goals are. Goals, right. And when I think about what their what their goals are, it's more than, you know, how many pieces of art do you want on them? What does that art look like? It's right. really about, I want to know about them. Who's their mission? You know, what's their core values? Who walks the space? Who, so who, yeah, who, who's the who is the audience yes, here? Absolutely. And what do we want to say to, to them? And then we start you know, putting together, then what does that look like with art? And some clients come to me and say, hey, I have a budget. Help me figure out all this within this budget. But many of my clients come to me and say, I haven't even thought about what art would be. Can you help me even put a budget together? And we Mm -hmm. work with clients both ways. We work direct with clients. We work with designers, too, that maybe a client has a designer and they say work with our designer for this. So really try to 
fit the project. And we can do soup to nuts or a la carte, whatever you mm -hmm. need. But most of our projects are, I would say, the soup, soup to nuts to where we are helping in the design phase, then the sourcing, mm -hmm. and then the execution, delivery, and installation phase. Yeah, so that's great. All through it. It's really exciting to hear when you have a piece of art or you place a piece of art and really exciting to hear this place got a piece of art and I just installed this last week and, and usually somebody's very, very pleased and excited with what you do. I've never heard of a company that does what you do and I think that's why my ears perked up, you know, three or four years ago when I heard you speak at the Skyline Club about what you were what you were doing, wanting to do. Do you find that you're fairly unique in the space and what you offer, or do you know of competitors of yours that are out there doing what you do or because of how you walked the path to creating this business from your experience and what you were looking for? Do you believe you're unique in what you're, you've, you're working to do? But I definitely think we were unique in the way we had conversations four, four years ago, five right. years ago when I started the business. No one was thinking about art and culture together right. in the workplace. And now you hear that very common coming mm -hmm. from different organizations right. and, and trying to pull that together. Okay. But I think our approach and how we do it through the services that we provide, the connectivity we have to a broad array of artists. So we don't just you know, rep a few artists, we really go out to find the right, it's art's a blue ocean, we really go out to find the art that really fits you and tells the story for you and that you connect with. And we do it through the lens of people. And that's people, whether it is the people in your environment and what you're trying to accomplish, but also through the people who are the artisans and getting to know them and, and being a resource and helping them have professional careers. That was another thing with when I wore my HR hat, I saw artists in a very still traditional model on how art was thought about and how art was sold. And they're the most creative people. I also found that as we look at careers and we look at transferable skills, we often overlooked um, art as a career. Right. We often overlooked art and artists having transferable skills in the workplace and what we do. And when I, we think about the nature of work today and we're going to the more of the creative class versus the industrial class that you know we grew up in, or our parents grew up in, it's all about the cognitive abilities and, and really exercising and using both our left and our right brains. And art plays a critical role in that. I say that if you look up in Google, what are the skills that art brings to young children mm -hmm. and what are the most common skills and competencies needed in business today? Those two things almost overlap. Wow. Um, many of those things. So, and if we look at art and entrepreneurs, the same DNA, the product just manifests itself different. And many great entrepreneurs are artists and musicians in their own right. And will you talk a little more about your passion behind not letting artists starve and supporting artists and not having them be required to just give their art away? Yeah. And we've talked a little bit in our own conversations about that, but will you address that a little more fully of how you liaise and connect artists with viable projects and outlets for their work? Yeah, I truly believe that for the ecosystem of art to be robust, you know, and if you study great cities and great right. communities art, where art flourishes, you see where artists 
and commercial, you know, galleries and entities and not-for-profits and art consultants all work together to make these happen and not attempt to do things in silos. And, and we are teaching our artists that, you know, the best way to do it is on your own. And for some artists, it is. For some, you know, what they're really, really good at is creating, not so much at selling or... right. They want to get to the point where they, just like any other business, you you want to either spend your time creating or all the business aspects that go into that. And, you know, some artists don't want to do that or at a point in their career that they don't need to do that. Some don't even know how to get started, price their work, value their work. And when I would hear about artists and there's not a bad thing about hanging your art in a place that is a free space to hang hard and to get exposure i'd never say don't do that but trying to teach people that that's an artist inventory that's an artist product that's an artist service that's artist cost and if they're going to be in the space how do you help them really sell it so it becomes a viable business and career for them because there's rarely in any other environment where products and services are asked for free mm -hmm. any more than in the space of art. And I truly believe it's because people really do want to help artists and give them a place and a venue and make it a win-win. Hey, I get art on the walls, you get some exposure. But there's a lot that goes into the expense for an artist to do that. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes there's minimal resources after, you know, the event happens to help them sell their work. Right. So that's another reason that high frequency arts was so important to me is to be an outlet to teach more people how to consume and teach more businesses how to consume art and that art came at all price points. So you can be a status collector or you can be an entry level consumer. And there's everything in between and right. there's art that fits all those needs. Yeah, it's great. And your space is beautiful as we sit here today. I'm very jealous that you get to come into this gorgeous space at every day and, and work surrounded by such beautiful pieces. It's wonderful. Thank you. As you look forward to 2021, 2022, and we move forward from, from this space, are there areas of growth for your business that you're looking forward to or you're dreaming of? and pushing forward that you want to share? Yeah. Well, you know, we've been like everyone else. We're a small business. We're a woman-owned business, which is right. pretty cool. But, you know, it's 2020 has been a challenge, especially when you're in art and entertainment. So right. we've really not been able to host events like we would like. And that's part of the experience. We create an experience with art and that whether it's here, whether it's in your space, it's all about the experience and the engaging with it. And I think that's unique about us too and how we approach that and what we do. So I think you'll see more of those things come into play as we're things allowed open to up. Right. open Absolutely. up a little bit more. We continue to work and build relationships with more designers and architects, which is, you know, great win-win, you know, programming and partnerships that take place. So we hope to continue to expand that continue to expand direct with commercial businesses as well as direct with residential consumers. We're starting some art camps this summer here at High really? and Spoke with for, for kids. So we've got four camps this summer, one in photography, one in fiber arts, one in 
mural painting and another in, let me see, recycled materials. So even super excited. We don't do a lot of that, but it's part of our partnership here. And, you know, being able to, to work with kids and inspire them, but also some programming that will inspire adults too, that you'll see come down the line. So pretty excited about it. Wow, that's exciting. Thank you. And when you speak about all the different artists that you source and work from, how many different artists have you worked with over the years when you think through that? Oh my God, I keep a list. I'm, I'm nerdy like that. But we've worked with different art artisans. And when I say artisans, when I say fine artisans that were working in projects, we've worked with over 75 different artists. And when we throw in the makers here with the space that we've opened in September, you know, we're pushing over 120, 130. And you've only been in existence in Hyper Arts since 2017, right? 2017 is when I filed and started the business. Right. And we just moved into this space in September of 2020. Wow. That's exciting. And then is there anything I haven't asked you about that you're dying to share? Yeah, we're not, one of the things that I tell people, you see high frequency arts and sometimes that can be scary or where you get associated with the word gallery. Oh, I we're, see. We're really, you know, a, a one-stop shop and we're approachable. We're service oriented. We give back. So mm-hmm. many of the events, like the events you're going to participate in, it's March, it's Disability it's Awareness Month, so a percent of sales from the event will go to an organization called Art Mix. So we do that when we host a lot of our events or a lot of our artists to give back to different organizations. That's part of our model and who we are. It's really all about, you know, creating something that's sustainable in the commercial and art space, but also being something that gives back to the community and tries to, you know, have a mission and values to serve others. So hopefully that comes through when you come and meet us or you experience high frequency arts. Absolutely. Well, great. Well, I hope everyone will attend your artist reception spring open house this Friday night. I will be in attendance, of course, Jill. It's this Friday, March 19th from 4 to 7.30 at Hub and Spoke 8100 East 106th Street in Fishers. Yes. And you said west side of 69. West side of 69. West side of 69. So please come. You can RSVP online. The event is free. You just want to have a, an understanding of how many people to expect. COVID compliant masks required. Well, thank you so much for being my guest today, Jill. I really have appreciated being able to share with our audience everything that you've shared today. If you have any specific questions for Jill, you can reach her on Instagram at High Frequency Arts and on Twitter at High F-R-E-Q Arts, A-R-T-S. So that's H-I-G-H-F-R-E-Q-A-R-T-S on LinkedIn at High Frequency Arts and Jill Lehman. Lehman is spelled L-E-H-M-A-N and website is highfrequencyarts.com. Phone number 317-585-ARTS. That's great. So thank you to our listeners. We'll be sharing more topics and episodes. So just subscribe to the Good Wine Law podcast. You can follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter at Good Wine Law. And until next time, be well. Thank you again. Thanks, everyone. 